0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 230 of Pixels Inc. Podcast, the game of the year edition. Yeah, Yay! Yay. Yeah. So, show some enthusiasm, guys. Yay.
1: Jesus. I'm so enthusiastic right look- now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Cody Orm. And with me, I have Lisa Awesome.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: And our editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. Hello, everyone. And then I also have... Elias Blondo.
1: Hey, what's up?
0: Joining us via Skype. And Lane. Hello. I forgot your last name, Lane. I'm sorry.
2: Lane Martin. Or you can call me Lane Martin.
0: I knew it was Martin. And I was like, that can't be right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got just... a last name for first name. First name for last name. <laughs> yeah. All right. How's no, everyone never doing?
3: Never forget it, Cody. doing
4: Whatever. good. Whatever. <laughs> 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 even after that
3: <laughs> this is gonna be a great podcast oh yeah no i'm expecting it's off to a great start
0: yeah oh no totally i'm shaking off the the rust it's been a few weeks that's fair i got sick and now we're here yeah. so it's, it's the game of the Year story. podcast pretty we story. have a bunch of games that were voted on by our writers yep mm-hmm. um so there's going to be some that didn't make it uh, that we're that we're not gonna really talk about even though they received very high scores. Uh so we'll talk about those real quick. Um Uncharted four. I reviewed that. Yep. I gave it a ten out of ten. It did not make it in. Um and the other one is uh Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Elias reviewed that. Yep. Um that did not make it into our final uh our top five five. So breaks my that heart. Is I know. I felt pretty <laughs> bad about Uncharted as well. But I mean it's it's not based on score as much as it is what got the the highest amount of votes yep. Yep. from our writers. So going on from that, we'll start with
4: Well we should probably describe how it's gonna work.
0: Okay. How is it gonna work for
4: well, go- him? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're all gonna plead the case for each game. Um we're gonna discuss each game, and at the end we all get one vote. We go one round. If the game, if no get winner has been proven at that round, we do a second round.
0: Okay,
1: man. Okay, that <laughs> good. Let's do it. Okay, yeah. so we,
0: <laughs> okay, so should we start with the ones that got the lowest amount of votes? Then yeah, and we'll then start work with our meantime, way up. Try
4: to plead the cases for them. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the first one receiving five votes was Hyperlight Drifter. It's fun. <laughs> I really liked it. It was very atmospheric. Um, kind of Zelda-esque. Very, uh, very cool art style where it's, um, supposed to be, like, old school looking pixelated, uh, but with the, like, HD, Mm uh, details. Yep. I really liked it. Super fun game.
4: It's a good game. It's, uh, and it's only, like, 20 bucks, right?
1: Yeah, it's super cheap, too. It's on
4: sale right now, actually. on Steam. Um, i on Steam. And PSN right now is on sale, too, for, like, 13 bucks or something like that.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: wow. I, I would recommend getting your hands on that. Oh, if you I definitely
4: can. Get a, recommend getting your hands on it. Do I think it's the game of the year? No. No, I don't.
0: Neither do I. No. Anyone going to argue this?
3: I'm not. I Actually, I'm going to pick it up now because I haven't played it yet. So this <laughs> okay. is the only yeah, one yeah, on the list haven't. I haven't tried. Yeah.
0: Oh,
2: okay. That's awkward. It, it's fun. Yeah. It's pretty. It's kind of difficult. It's a good game, but not game of the year.
0: Yeah, it's got everything going yeah. for it. It's just not game of the year. Okay, so with six votes, we got Hitman 2016 i love hey. this game
3: yes
4: that yeah.
0: really fun
4: Yes, yeah, it's a solid game i think it's one of the few games that they've been able to revive in a franchise and actually make it exciting interesting and actually re re the concept the game originally had like making it it is basically a, it's a clockwork puzzle disguised as a murder simulator and i think it works really well <laughs> it is 100 it's an assassination sim so yes yeah. it's a murder simulator
1: yeah, it's like no, a big murder sandbox. And I yeah. mean, it's that like, that's exactly what Hitman needs to be. Absolution tried to be like a shootery kind of thing, and I, it
4: that sucked. didn't work, no.
2: So bad.
1: This what so they bad. make
4: they they really prevent you from being a run and gun game. You have to plan out your moves. You have to make sure you do it properly. If you don't, you will die very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a genius move on the team at uh Eidos, so. as. uh
0: we're only going to see one other um nomination from this publisher, but man, this has been we talked about this on the last podcast I yeah. was on. This has been a great year for squaring oh yeah oh yeah oh, absolutely <clears throat> like it's it's almost like almost every one of their big titles that came out they just knocked it out of the park
4: I know it, and it's it's a sign that they're listening to the fans they're actually trying to make good games. Mm-hmm whereas in the past they've been trying to just push out what they think fans want this year they've actually listened to fans and made sure the games they're releasing are the things fans are wanting to play and i think that's a great move on square's part and i think that's a great move for publishing in general so i'm really happy with it
3: and they're really maintaining every single one yeah, of the titles yeah no, that's the thing yeah mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that's bringing me back to every like game hitman released.
4: hitman released early this year but it's been going strong since oh yeah and they keep releasing updates. They keep releasing patches. They keep releasing new levels. They're even releasing one like special one this year. That's a special re- reskin of the uh, the, uh, the uh, Paris level.
3: It's not yeah. even like each level that they're releasing is like okay. They just did it, and it's it's just it fits in. It's getting better and better every single time. Like every single puzzle that they're introducing is more intriguing than yeah. the last. A lot more things to do. Lots of open endedness. I love it.
1: It's just like, I agree. I mean, I think the uh, the episodic nature of it really is great because each week you have those elusive targets, and it's like yeah. each week every map gets recontextualized, like <laughs> recontextualized. So you're using the same map but going through areas you might not have before. And yeah. I yeah. was like, I was really skeptical of that system um, when they announced it. I was like, an episodic hitman game sounds like mm-hmm. a terrible idea. And then it yeah. turned out to be like the best thing
4: I could imagine for the series. Oh, I agree. They really managed to. Take something that I didn't think would work episodically and make it episodically perfectly. It's one,
0: of, it's one of those things where you feel like, why did we think it wouldn't work? I know. Yeah. Because uh, especially with a, a formula like Hitman, it's better to have it in short doses oh, yeah. and come back to it every once in a while. It's it's It was genius, really. <laughs> also, the
4: fact that it was episodic meant if you wanted to jump in at a low price point, you could. You can jump into that 20 some dollar price yeah. point, try it out, see if you like it. If you keep liking it, you just buy that season pass, get all the levels, or just buy what the levels you want. I think that was a great move on their part.
3: Yeah, it was great for a newcomer to the series like me. Like uh, when I, I, my understanding of Hitman before I played this game, uh, I didn't have the same reaction you guys did. I thought it completely le- that's the same. This is a game that completely lent itself to an episodic style game, and uh, having played like after playing the first chapter, I was absolutely addicted to it. Really thought it was great.
0: Cool. Anyone else have anything else to say about Hitman?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, one thing I really liked about it, it 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 still keeps the goofy stuff that's always been there in Hitman. Like you've always been playing dress up the whole time, mm-hmm. thinking of these elaborate, elaborate, crazy ideas. But you yeah, can yeah. still, you know, just throw a battle axe at somebody for no apparent reason, <laughs> yeah. and it works. Yeah, and that's always fun, and that won't usually end well for you, but it'll be fun.
4: I agree. <laughs> also, I love the fact that they brought back the serious tone. The, the cold-blooded killer hitman that kind mm-hmm. of got lost in some of the past games this guy is he is just a murder machine and I think that's what the the main character needs to be to have this title
1: Definitely. yeah I think the attempts to like make him a more compelling protagonist uh, failed in the past oh, yeah. games because 100 like he's literally just a vessel for you to control uh, to go kill people there yeah. there doesn't really need to be a lot of good characterization
2: there
4: no I agree yeah. making him like a sympathetic character takes away some of his charm in a weird way
2: mm-hmm but that movie was so good.
4: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. excellent, <laughs> excellent stuff. <laughs> What's the next title on the list, Cody?
0: Uh, so, um, I'm going to disagree that it's kind of near. I guess it's closer to the top than it. No, it's kind of. Anyway, Final Fantasy 15 with seven votes. Hey, hey. this is my game of the year. Yeah, uh, I think almost everything about it. Now I haven't beaten it. Um, I've only really gotten chances to mm. play it uh, when Square Enix has given me opportunities to play yeah. it. Uh, I tried it out at E3 originally yeah. and didn't like it at all. I thought it was gonna be another like Final Fantasy Thirteen situation. Yeah, where, yeah, or not?
3: I did this. Yeah. I kind of did the same thing. I tried it at PAX last year, the the first preview event that they had with it, and uh, I loved it then. And I didn't want to play it at any other event because I wanted to have the full experience. So I kind of stayed. I watched it. So yeah, the opposite like, effect. Oh, me. no, no. I was just like, okay, I like this. I don't want to see anything else until I play it. I I'm about 85 hours up. in now. And uh, just doing every single side quest and mm-hmm. loving the fact that I can start those right at the beginning. And it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful game. It's an open world. I I don't know. It, it just feels like what they were doing in Final Fantasy 14. They took all the stuff that worked for that and made it into a single-player game. Yeah. So I loved that. I thought that was a great idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really love – I mean, obviously, uh, I, gave it, I gave it a 10. Uh, I really love Final Fantasy XV a whole lot because it blends the classical feeling of it's a Final Fantasy game. There's this giant, sprawling open world yeah. with tons of stuff to like discover in it. But it also it blends that with a sort of Devil May Cry-esque uh, combat system. And so mm-hmm. having that yeah. kind of really precise combo-heavy combat in an open-world setting was just really... I haven't seen many other games do that outside of uh, Nier, uh, yeah. if that's how you pronounce mm-hmm. that game. Uh, yeah. So I, I really loved it. It's my uh, second favorite game of the year. I adored it from start to finish. I'm going to start new game plusing it this week, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think this
0: just goes to show that... Uh you know, Square Enix just knows how to make an RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, man.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and I, I really do think they they revived the, the single-player game, uh, mm. Final Fantasy game with this game. Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't call it the perfect game. I have some things about it, but uh, the fact that it, it, like, even after, like, playing it as long as I've been playing it, I still want to keep playing it, and not just because I just want to get through a Final Fantasy game. I just It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I have to
0: say that about a lot of... Uh, the the swearing X RPGs that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um Dragon I'm Quest. Yeah. Dragon Quest was good. Yeah. I am Sitsuna. Oh um, yeah. Uh, Bravely Second. They were all yeah. like they just they know how to do it. Yeah. I never picked up Bravely Second. Is it is it worth playing? I gave it a nine and a half. Okay. All right.
4: All right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like it. <laughs>
2: is it as adorable as it looks? Yeah, yeah. It Excellent.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um okay, so coming in at number two is uh not surprised with this at all no eight no. votes for doom yeah that's a pretty good game
4: yeah it's good game the is, right. I, here's the thing i think it's an amazing game do i think it's the best game this year no
0: no but it's doom
4: yeah i think it's again same sort of thing with hitman where they managed to revive a franchise in a way i didn't think possible everything we saw from the demo of doom the like the, the multiplayer beta they put out Everyone was disappointed. Everyone was kind of skeptical on what it would be. Then they had that review thing where it would only release a day before the game came out for reviewers. For the first time. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, "This is they're doing this because the game's bad." We should just kind of expect, kind of own, kind of accept the fact this is not going to be the game we want it to be. And then it came out, and it was what we wanted it to be. It was they managed to take the classic 1995 game and remake it in the modern setting, and I think that's. A brilliant move on their part, but it is basically doom.
0: Yeah, it's almost it's weird that uh, the video game industry has kind of moved away from that type of shooting Yeah, that like fast pace, over the top, just ridiculous.
4: Because
0: mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't seem like <laughs> anyone ever stopped liking that.
4: Right. yeah okay.
0: uh, And and I don't know. It, it's, it's a super fun game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like everyone else saying, I, I don't know. Game of the year is uh high praise yeah. for it i mean
3: it's it's it was it was it definitely lived up to what you wanted a doom game to yeah. be but in the end it's it's still just a it's still doom yeah and that is never a game of the year in any context i, mean, so. I think
0: it could be one of the more memorable games of the
1: year for sure yeah for sure oh, definitely. sure i i just actually finished it the other day and okay. <clears throat> Like when I first started it, um, it was really, really – I mean it's charming because it's so different yeah. than any other kind of shooter in the market right now, right? And then mm-hmm. I hit this ha- – you hit this halfway point, and then for me personally, I realized that I was just walking down a corridor, going to a room. It's a murder room. I'm going to murder yeah. everything in the murder room. I'm going to get it unlockable. I'm going to go do it all over again, and I think without like any sort of meaningful narrative to me – well, there that, is a
4: narrative; it just doesn't matter. Right.
1: It just it just kind of got old to me after a while. Like, it's a very good game, and mechanically, it's fantastic. But I think just it wore it wore my nerves after a while to the point where I got to the end of the game and I was like, oh, I guess I'm done.
4: <laughs> I, think, I think it goes on about an hour or two too long. I think that last hell section just keeps going. You have another mm-hmm. hell room. You have another weird puzzle. You have to figure out as the monsters come at you, and as and that fun final as it boss, is. That was, I didn't love the final boss. It was a little tedious. It wasn't that fun to beat. It was like, oh yeah, yeah I guess I'm killing this now. All yeah, right. but that was, that was dude. Yeah.
2: They all it's a big like... old brain. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I
3: love the music. The music was oh, yeah. amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I wish every game had a soundtrack that big and over yeah. the top.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Well, that's kind of the whole thing with that is over the top. I mean, from yeah. the limited story that it had, which was essentially making fun of itself and the crazy visuals and just the bombastic nature of everything. Mm. It's just a pure study on being over the top, crazy, old school games. Yeah. It's not really the game of the year, but if you want to shoot stuff and just kind of chill yeah, yeah. out for a little oh, while, absolutely. yeah, play doom.
4: Yeah. But here's the thing I, I think we should really get, define what we view our game of the year as. And in the past, we've always viewed it as like something that kind of sets itself apart and pushes genres forward. Diablo
0: three,
3: yeah.
4: (laughs) Um, Like in the past, we've
3: had Diablo three gets voted every
4: year. Just so you guys know, even if it didn't come out. Sorry, that was an that was
0: a weird inside joke. (laughs) I just kind of.
4: But we always want the game of the year for our our outlet to always be something that pushes the industry forward in some way or another, doing either mechanically, story wise, or uh, in general pushing the industry forward in the way the game is. Like it's a new thing that we've never seen before. So I don't think Doom is that.
2: No, I agree. I don't think I don't think that's pushing anything terribly forward more
4: reveling what yep. and what already exists. Exactly. With so that. We should, on that note we should jump over to the final thing.
0: The final one that got the most votes, which I think that was a good segue for um Overwatch with 11 votes.
4: Yep. 11? Eleven?
0: Eleven. 11 votes.
1: Dang, okay.
0: It like almost lapped
4: uh Hitman. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> dang. But here's the thing. I don't know. It's hard to say because more people played Overwatch than played Hitman. More of the staff own Overwatch than own Hitman. So it's yeah. not that's fair. 100% that's fair. That's fair.
0: But with that being said, um, now I'm going to just say I, my experience with Overwatch is limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I Looking from just like the excitement from everyone, yeah. uh, that seems like it's it's kind of it's turned that hero shooter genre into something uh that's that's way more mainstream than it's ever been yeah. mm-hmm. and uh you look at games that have tried to do something similar even if they came out before like yeah. something like Battleborn where it just doesn't work compared to to what Overwatch No it
3: just again it, it comes all comes down to that how does a company maintain their brand and maintain that game yeah. and that's I think that's the difference between Battleborn and Overwatch is Blizzard has put so much time and so much effort into maintaining the game and yeah. keeping it fresh and keeping it exciting I mean it's not my favorite game it's not my a personal game yeah. that I would go to so uh, but I, even I can recognize the fact that they've invested a lot they've built a lot uh, they developed a lot of different ideas and they're they, they know how to play for their fans and yeah. they're really responding to their 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 requests and that's... and doing the things and developing the story even though it's it's a shooter what kind yeah. of story should there be but <laughs> right well, that's I mean, no
1: go. Oh, go. ahead. Go ahead, Land.
2: Uh, to be fair, Blizzard has like five games, and that's all yeah. they make. Yeah. And their job yeah. is just to make those games. So they should yeah. do it right. But it's still yeah. a great game. Absolutely. No, but see,
3: that's how you do it. If don't don't make twenty million games, make five games, maintain the games, do them properly, and I, th- that's how it should be done. That's, yeah, but, that's how you run an effective business. Here,
4: here's my two problems with Overwatch. One. I think the microtransaction, microtransactions in that game are a little outrageous. And the fact that they, are, they, pre, they prey on people's love of the lore. That's what they're preying on. They're, they're kind of hmm. going in there saying, you want to get that special outfit for your character, the person that you've grown to love. You're going to need to drop at least 50 bucks to get all these loot boxes to figure out what you're going to get. And I think that in itself is kind of gross. If they just had it so you could buy the outfits or buy the stickers or whatever you want, all power to them but the fact you have to actually buy the loot boxes buy the loot boxes and you out of the amount of loot boxes you buy you might never get that outfit you might have to buy another 50. For me that issue in itself is a problem and that is kind of a gross way to kind of push a series forward. However that's a
3: a very unfortunate direction that a lot of games are taking with the microtransactions. Um, I mean, we. I guess we we start we started seeing it with all the mobile games, yes, yeah, because yeah, exactly. they're building off of a certain model. But I mean, the, the
4: thing is, that here's the thing: if Overwatch was free, I would forgive it. But the yeah. fact Overwatch is a full fledged, full price title, and okay. it has those things, that to me is a little disingenuous. I'd say. So I'll yeah.
0: throw this at you then. Um, do you need any of those microtransactions to beat the game?
4: No. No. There's no yeah. beating the game. Well, you know what I mean game. to
0: like compete in the game, yeah. or does does do any of these but things? But
4: the thing. they because they uh,
0: give you an unfair advantage over no, people that are don't. playing. Then if you don't need them, uh, and they're just an option, is it that? But that it I a don't problem? I
4: don't find that argument good enough anymore. Okay, because they've made it so it's so built into the lore and so built into the way the game functions. If you do not have these outfits. The community looks down on you. The community wasn't accepted as like one of their own. And to me, that's a problem. That's a problem created by the fact that the loot boxes are such a big part of the gameplay. They're a big menu item. The way people kind of show how much they're into Overwatch, they have one of those exclusive outfits from one of the holiday events, or one of the um, Olympic events, and that shows, oh, I'm an original player. I have this original outfit. And if you... You feel like an outside if you don't get into that. And that to me, that's the biggest problem.
3: Well, and just to add to that, like microtransactions in all games, especially online games mm. like this, it's it's so ubiquitous now yeah. that the argument is it okay. And I have no problem with microtransactions that are just cosmetic. Yeah. I agree with Cody in the sense that you don't need it, it doesn't matter, you don't have to pay for it, so it shouldn't really count. However, uh, it shouldn't it should count now because it is in every single game and yeah. now we can start, you know, checking off to see, okay, which games allow you to buy it outright, which like, uh, games have a more shady practice for it. Right. Not to say it's shady, but it's... It
1: is a little bit. Okay, I mean, I definitely think... Um, I think it was uh, Brendan Quinn who wrote the piece about microtransactions earlier this year, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And I... Well, I think it should be stated that you can use the in-game currency to buy everything in Overwatch okay. except yeah. for the holiday things. Uh, yeah, that's, that's limited the, that's time. That's the
4: biggest like, problem I find, yeah.
1: Right, but... I think that Brendan Quinn brought up a really great point that, as much as I love Overwatch, the fact that you're paying for a chance to get something
4: is basically yeah. gambling. And yep. that's, yeah. pretty, yes. uh, that's pretty garbage.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: Agreed. If they just had to say you use real money to buy the outfit you want to buy, all power to them, I like that. Or the, or fact the currency. Cur- yeah, exactly. You buy the currency, then you can do what you want with that currency. All power to that, too. But the fact you're using the money to get the chance you'll get that item is the biggest problem to me. So you could be dropping $50, and after you open all those boxes, you don't get what you're looking for. You might have to drop another $50 to see if you get it. Right. And you have to open them right then when the event's going on. If you wait to open the boxes and the event ends, you don't get anything from that event in those boxes.
1: Which is um, kind of unpleasant.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's uh, say you go to the, the night of, you're like, I'm going to buy these 50 boxes, and when I w- wake up in the morning, I'm going to do that.
1: I will say... uh I get there. Aside from the microtransactions, <laughs> there's obviously a reason why 11 people voted yeah. for the game. So, course, like, yeah. what do, what do we all like about Overwatch? Like, what what made us personally vote for it? Like, you guys, I didn't vote
3: for, I didn't it, vote but for it. I didn't vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I didn't play that much of it, uh, and it's not my kind of game, but uh, I like the characters, and I love the, the fact that they're building on the characters, they're building yeah. the story. Like, this is the argument I can make for liking it. Uh, I think it's great. In that respect, I think it's awesome.
0: Um, what I... I didn't vote for it. Like, I didn't rank it as high as others, um, but I I think the big thing for me was uh, it was one of the, the first real pushes in uh, kind of like the shooter genre Mm. Mm -hmm. that was like bright and colorful Mm -hmm. and charming instead of dark and brooding. And, uh, you know, it's, it's progressive and it's, there's a lot of things to say, uh, about overwatch are positive.
3: It, it really drew in a lot, a lot of different groups of gamer uh, players into this game. Uh, because, because of that, it was a lot more approachable than a lot of
4: shooters. Uh, I did. I did vote for overwatch and it's not for the gameplay. I think the gameplay is good. I think Blizzard's done a great job with the gameplay. But it's with the meta-narrative and the narrative they have going on within the mm-hmm. universe. And I think that goes far beyond what most games have. They have a full comic series. They have a, um, those little short animations they do that are basically little like mini-movies in themselves. Mm-hmm. And the overall concept of what Overwatch is. I mean, if you actually look at the game, you barely see any of that stuff in the game. But the fact they've built that all up and made it so it's part of the narrative... Makes it an exciting part and makes why Overwatch stands above all the other games in the genre because they've built a story they built a connection to the characters even before they come out like if you look at the love of tracer, the game people were loving that character before she even appeared in the game. they loved the little tra- they love the little trailer she had or the little uh, movie she had they loved the introduction to her when it was in the first overwatch little thing, and they've continued that with um, all the characters going forward and i think that's a great move on blizzard's part and it's a great move to actually build a connection to this universe far more connected than people actually playing the universe like i know what people are doing in this universe without a key, oh, going into the game every single day mm-hmm. i um i definitely
1: it reminds me what overwatch is doing reminds me of rewind a few years ago to um titanfall uh titanfall launched and the first one and it was a multiplayer only game but they promised that the lore and everything would be explained in detail in the multiplayer obviously they didn't do a very good job of that um, but overwatch did a fantastic job to me um i've put like a hundred something hours into it since september and The amount of little things you can walk around each map and just look at, like little notes on desks, uh, posters, little bits of dialogue between characters that imply different things that happen in the world that tie into the comics and the shorts. Like, you don't – a few years ago, I was very skeptical of multiplayer-only games, and I think Overwatch is finally the one that has sold me on it because it seamlessly blended that lore, that narrative, these characters – with a very compelling, fast-paced, bright, happy shooter that is basically reskin Team Fortress 2, but I a very yes. good reskin of Team Fortress 2. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. uh, well, I actually, oh yeah, yeah, I put a Overwatch actually at number four. I think in my top five, okay. um, it's it's not because I find it like a super awesome, super cool game, which I think it is mm-hmm. fun. And I enjoy playing it. Um, I'm certainly not as elite or pro as Elias is. Um, (laughs) I I like shooting rockets at stuff until I can shoot a bunch of rockets at stuff but I'm a simple man Um, now what I did enjoy about it what I really think uh, makes it not necessarily game of the year not to me material but up there on on the list is what it did to the industry it kind of led the charge for this particular uh, style of gameplay, this particular (laughs) genre that we haven't seen a lot of at least not mainstream since TF2 or Counter-Strike I uh, mean, Go is there, but it's Counter-Strike Go. It's the same thing. You've you've played it since, I think, I was a teenager. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it really did change things, and it, it did it in a bright way that um, was very uplifting, and it's very, it's rewarding to the fans, and it is Blizzard listening to its fans, because that's, yeah. like we said, that's what Blizzard does. That's all mm. they have to do. Um, and I enjoy it. I think it's fun. It's not my game of the year, but it's a great game.
4: Yeah. hmm Okay, so why don't we just take a quick break before we actually start voting on things to just kind of talk about our uh, like top five game of the years. Cool. We should
0: do that after yeah. thanking yeah. our... Friends over at Comic Bento.
4: Yeah, let's think of friends over at Comic Bento, Cody. Shaq, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do I
0: have
2: a fixin'. I have
4: well a fixin'. what you
0: need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps and you can get five dollars off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes, five bu- do five bucks. Five bucks. Five hey guys, bucks. can five they get off. in on this action? Oh, yes yeah. you can Whoa. You know what you have to do? Go to ComicBento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps and get five dollars off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa! Whoa. Comic Bento. Get it now. Thanks, Comic Bento. Yay for Comic Bento, everyone.
3: Yay, Comic
2: Bento. All right.
0: So, we're going to put everyone on the spot now. Yeah. And let's do uh, what our personal top five games of the year would be. That's fair. Uh, what what did we play the most? Uh, what did we like the most? Um, uh, and we'll go from there. Do you want do you want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you
4: go first, Cody? Then we'll go over to Elias. Then we'll go Lane. Then we'll go Lisa. Then we will go me. Okay. Just arbitrarily.
0: Okay, so I have my um, my number five is interchangeable with uh. What do you? Lisa's like pointing at stuff, and so what's I don't know. Watch your pen. Oh, okay, Thank you. sorry. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, my top five is, there's two. I, I did that on that person because I couldn't decide. Uh, it would be either Dragon Quest Builders or uh, the Batman Telltale games. Okay, yep. Uh, number four, I Am Setsuna. I don't care what other reviewers say. I thought that uh, it was a beautiful game with a uh, like a story that just like hit me uh and and i was captivated by it uh i loved it and it was a great setup not setup but it was a good thing to get me like prepped for uh for more to come from from final fantasy my number three would be bravely second uh it's bravely default i I just i love that game and the sequel to it it did everything that bravely default did and more
2: that's legit
0: uh number two, Uncharted Four, I gave it a ten out of ten. I thought like from a technical standpoint that game was flawless. Okay. There's a plot that you could drive a train through, but um it was uh it was still a uh a good game. And then my number one, uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. It good was choice. Those <laughs> are all good a, choices, yeah. Such a good game.
3: <laughs> good choices
2: all.
4: Lane, Let's what are your choices? Ahead.
2: Um so yeah, I, I'm a little bit different on this one. Um, so down at number five, I've got uh, XCOM Two. Oh,
4: I like that game. all choice.
2: It was a good game. I, the transition to console apparently didn't go all that well. and may have driven Elias crazy, it but did. it was it was
4: a, <laughs> it was a real good game. Um, it, is that
3: probably why it didn't get as many votes on the, yeah, the
4: list? The PC, the PS4 version just wasn't great. Yeah, it was a little buggy. It was slow. The PS4 Pro one's a little better, but I shouldn't have to wait for a new console to play a game like that. Mm. Yes.
2: Uh, and it is very clearly to a specific kind of audience. If you're yeah. not down for heavy strategy, you're not down for XCOM.
4: Yeah, that's true.
2: Uh, number four, like we talked about earlier, I put down Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Fun game. We were talking about it earlier. Super pretty. Kind of genre devi- uh, defining and something that's very refreshing, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number, number three, I think I'm probably the only one who went here, but uh, I want to play that. I like that game. Stole a choice,
4: yeah. Yeah.
3: I've
0: heard really good things about Owlboy.
2: So pretty. And it's so, like, bright and makes you mm-hmm. makes you want to be alive and fly around. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the dude that shoots things and just, you know, everything's good. Uh, on that same token, my number two, um, Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, I actually upgraded to a next-gen PC this Sweet. year. Uh, so okay, I got nice. to play a bunch of games that I hadn't even touched yet, including The Witcher 3. Yeah, yeah. I may have played Stardew Valley more than The Witcher
4: 3. Okay.
2: talking hmm. in at about 65 hours and not Damn. beating the game yet?
4: Yeah. I, well, I like is, that. That's a game that you can do anything you want. If you want to just be a farming sim, you can do that. If you want to be a dating sim, you can do that. If you want to be an adventure game, it is uh-huh. some of that in there too, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, the story is all wonderful. If you just want to sign on and fish for a day, if you just yeah. want to fish, yeah, I've done that. It's super relaxing. It's really fun. Uh, it kind of supplanted Sunless Sea as my chill-out game. Everything's nice. too hard. Just, just farm for a while.
4: Nice. Uh, and, and there is an one. actual storyline in there, right?
2: Yes. There's, like, it, it's very Harvest moony. It's got, like, okay. this loose storyline of you want to do this before this amount of time elapses. And huh. do you side with Walmart or, or you know, the forest spirits <laughs> and all that good stuff.
4: <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry about that. I just wanted to get your take on that because it's one game I yeah, wanted to here. dive into. Yes,
2: um, I, I would suggest if you ever liked a Harvest Moon games. game, or mm-hmm. if you, yeah, then you should definitely play it. A lot of people compare it to Animal Crossing as well. I don't think that's quite a strong mm-hmm. comparison, just because Animal Crossing has that real-time element to it. Yeah. Like I've I've never fallen fallen into the Animal Crossing because I like to sit there and play games for long periods of time. You do that with Animal Crossing, there's only so many
4: seashells. Eventually, yeah, you you the can, game runs like, out, right? Yeah, pretty much.
3: I think oh. that was also, the, uh, uh, Stardew Valley was, we gave that best mobile game at E3 this year, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. We? Yeah.
2: Oh, sweet. I don't think I realized I it came either. out of mobile.
3: That
4: makes hey, sense. No, no, we didn't know. It wasn't, Marble, it wasn't Stardew Valley. Mo- it was the other Harvest Moon type game.
2: Oh. Wow, I stand corrected. Yeah, Story of Seasons. That's it. <laughs> uh, I
4: know there's uh,
2: Seeds of Mineral Town or something like that yeah. on Android. Oh, no, biggie. There's something there, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, my number one is Hitman <laughs> because I believe oh, in good. Oh, Good choice. Yeah, it's a great choice. It's the game of the year. <laughs> objectively uh, speaking. <laughs> objectively speaking, yes. Ask anyone. Find someone on the street. No, that game is... It was really a return to form for that franchise. Oh, Oh, yeah. Absolution <clears throat> was just so bad. It was so I bad. didn't
4: hate Absolution. I enjoyed it enough. It. I played through it. It was fine. It was a good game, but it was not a Hitman game. Yeah, that's exactly. It was a good action game, because I went through that entire game, killed everyone. Right. Like, in a I, hail I, of bullets. I always
2: loved playing. Like, Blood Money was probably the best oh, hitman yeah. before yeah, yeah. Uh, this the current one. And it was just a matter of, you know, being able to go about a mission however you wanted. If you mm-hmm. wanted to go into one mission, kill your kill your guys by pushing them into water or arranging elaborate accidents, you could do that. If you wanted to throw a giant battle axe at a guy, you could do that, too. Uh, and it allows you to dictate how you play in this mm-hmm. massive... Uh, sandbox that is all about murder and, and whatnot, and it does it perfectly well. And the way that Square's been supporting it is just amazing. They've got a new yeah. Christmas content. The elusive. Yeah, it,
4: it takes place in the uh, Paris level, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, the yeah the Christmas uh, event is, or the Christmas mission is in the Paris level. I haven't played it yet. It looks super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, any reason to do stupid stuff and that. That was a great level too.
4: Um, Agreed.
2: Yeah. The Paris
4: one was amazing. I love the Paris level.
2: Paris was really cool. Uh, I, I still haven't done enough in the Japan level to really get it. I
4: haven't it. tried that one at all, but I love the game up to that point. Oh, it's
2: just so great. Well, yeah, that is far and away game of the year for me. Cool. Awesome.
1: Uh, hey, biased. what's up? Uh, so, here, uh, <laughs> number five for me would be Watch Dogs 2. Um, yeah, I oh, really, okay. I, really yeah, I, see that. I thought Watch Dogs 1 was not as terrible as people say it is. I thought it was...
4: Yeah, I, th- I didn't hate it. I got bored halfway through, but the game wasn't bad. Right, it was, it was fine, fun.
1: and there was a lot of potential there that it didn't capitalize on. And I think Watch Dogs 2 mm-hmm. is Ubisoft, Ubisoft, whatever, uh, capitalizing yeah. on that. Um, I think it has a very compelling yeah. open world. It has beautiful visuals. The story is like the cuz the, the first Watch Dogs suffered from being too grim dark and edgy and I think Watch Dogs 2 yeah. was just this fun romp about hacking and doing all kinds of basically made up fantasy hacking to make silly things happen and I really enjoyed that and I really enjoyed yeah. how it uh it was more of like a stealth puzzle game than a straight up shooter and I really appreciated that so I love that game Yeah Um number 4 for me would be Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Um, I'm a sucker for anything that has cyberpunk in it, and I I loved Human Revolution. And I felt like Mankind Divided was sort of more Human Revolution, but with a narrative that I was more compelled by. Um, The whole idea of the mechanical apartheid was done in a way that I thought was actually kind of tasteful. I was really worried about how they were going to handle that.
4: Yeah, a lot of people were worried about that one. Yeah, exactly. The- and
1: I thought yeah. it was just going to be another generic "this is racism" but with robots. Um, but it went so yeah. much deeper than that, and I really loved it. And of course, Deus Ex's like stealth action gameplay is just it was it was perfect in Human evolution and it was perfect here. Um,
2: number yeah. three, f- awesome. What's up, Elias? Did you ever read? Have you ever read any uh, Neil Stevens? I haven't, stuff? but I really want to. It's. Uh, the newer Deus Ex games Really kind of crib from that kind of style I'd strongly suggest of course there's Snow Crash And uh, the Diamond Age they, have mm. that, they make references to it oh, in The wow. first Deus Ex actually With a, with the a skull gun and stuff like that You can hear Gunther talking about um, But it talks about like this neo-Victorian Kind of style that you really see In the Deus Ex games I just thought it was something really interesting you might Dude I'll, check have out. The,
1: I'll have to read his stuff I've always heard uh, Snow Crash is really good So I'll have to start with that maybe Uh yeah,
2: everyone starts to right, crack. I'll just check real. it out.
1: Uh, on the topic of cyberpunk, uh, number three for me is Valhalla. Um, oh, that's that is is an awesome game! A fantastic awesome game. Um, I I have a soft spot for visual novels, as boring as some of them can be. Um, mm. And I think Valhalla really did a good job of taking that format of game and making its progression different and interesting by just being able to interact through mm-hmm. the, uh, the the drink mixing. Um I thought that was really clever. I thought the characters were really diverse and interesting. I think it's a game that like presents you with a lot of different moral dilemmas and doesn't answer any of them, instead leaving it to you to kind of mull on it after you're done playing. Um and had a great art direction and a beautiful soundtrack and I I loved that game. I thought it was fantastic. Um and then number two is Final Fantasy fifteen. Um Mm what's left to say about it uh it's an open world it's an open world <laughs> yeah. RPG it's really good the story made me cry like dozen a dozen times probably I'm not ashamed to admit that um and yeah it's really endearing and it's it yeah great cast it's great cast, great yeah. cast. it's yeah the camaraderie between the whole cast really sold me on the game like mm-hmm. the dialogue <coughs> um, that they have like in every possible turn is just really natural feeling and then like the whole it really builds yeah. their bond. So the end of the game—no um, spoilers here—but uh, the end of the game feels like a natural culmination of their friendship and the bond they've built over the course of uh, 20 to 80 hours, depending on how long you took to beat it. Uh, right. I loved it. It's the best entry in that franchise I played since Ten, personally. Um,
0: One of the things I really liked about that cast too is you felt that bond yeah, right mm-hmm. from the get-go. Like yeah. it didn't take a lot of building. Like you knew right away that like these guys know each other they are friends yeah. with each other they've been friends for a long time and you feel like right from the opening sequence yeah, And that's
1: that's, that's yeah. really different than a lot of other jrpgs even final fantasy games six final fantasy is yeah. very much built around you are you have one friend or you have no friends and then you go and meet all these people the people you meet in final yeah. fantasy are side care In final fantasy 15 are side characters the main cast you're already familiar with and dropping players into that already established bond i think gives the plot a lot of breathing room um yeah, I don't know. I really liked that. So yeah, the cast was great. Um cool.
4: I'm yeah,
1: The number yeah, 1 cool. for me, um big surprise here, uh, Overwatch. Uh Yeah, I mean <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> it was you. No, I didn't vote for it. I can't believe someone voted for it twice. That's actually kind of hilarious. Uh <laughs> I know exactly we have who some did some big it. fans here <laughs> yeah. in the office, so. But in all seriousness, um a few years ago if you had told me I'd think the a multiplayer only shooter would be my game of the year. I would have laughed in your face. Um but yeah. Overwatch did such a good job of having really tight mechanics, a really gorgeous art direction, a pre-established lore they keep building on. And Blizzard did a fantastic job yeah. of like routinely Diligently updating the game and balancing things and buffing things and nerfing things to keep the ongoing meta very interesting in a way that like i've never really cared about the meta of a game but i think with overwatch i really have gotten invested that i've really gotten invested in the competitive scene with that game um and just the characters are so endearing um they're charming their one-liners are funny um their little bits of backstory are all really charming um yeah i just i adore that game um Definitely my favorite of the year by far.
4: Awesome. Yep.
3: Cool. Lisa. All right, I guess it's Woo. my turn. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Okay. So my number five. Uh, sorry, Lane is actually Hitman. Um, oh no. Sorry. No. Well, it made it made to my list. I gotta say, it's I love the fact that uh, Hitman 2016 brought me into a game franchise that I had no interest in playing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like it's very different from my typical go to games. And uh, the fact that it maintained it so well, it developed a story. It had uh, so much. I had so much fun playing this game that I actually wanted to go back and play the other ones. Yeah, uh, that really? it had to make my list for sure. Um, my number four is, and no one's talked about it. Firewatch. That's a guys Oh game. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <that's>
0: I,
3: good.
0: <laughs> I, I forgot that came loved, out this year.
3: <laughs> I love that game. I think it was. It was. I mean. My only my only thing is I kinda wish it was a little bigger than what it was. But it's yeah. small I, team. No 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 bigger in the sense that I want different endings. I mm. want like I yeah. want all my choices to make a little more of a difference than they They make anyway. small
4: choices. They, like make, they make small impacts.
3: It's just very subtle changes. Yeah. I'd like to see and I'd like to see that with just a little bit a little yeah, bit yeah. bigger, but I was in love with the cast. I was in love with the relationship between mm-hmm. the two characters because it was so real it was so gritty and Mm -hmm. there was so much messiness to how they dealt with each other and how they dealt with the people in their lives and the color scheme it was just gorgeous to Mm -hmm. have such a monochromatic thing at that now i don't know if you guys are big outdoorsy people but uh i've done a little bit of camping (laughs) in my time with tents flush toilets and 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 Showers and stuff, but it felt like, <laughs> yeah, hardcore over here, guys. Poor Telishing every weekend. The military, we can get you taken care of. It's all good. <laughs> as as long as someone can carry me along, it's fine. Uh, but no, uh, all, all that aside, um I it, I it it felt it, ha- it had that atmosphere of being in the wilderness and yeah. being in a national park. Um haven't been to a lot of American national parks, so I don't know how different it is from Canadian. I can't imagine it's too much. There are but lots of trees. I, I, <laughs> <there's> <laughs> lots of trees. Cool. We have lots of rocks. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it just it it felt like you were in a national park the entire time and I just I loved how it drew me in and uh I wanted to, the fact that I ended it in was upset that I couldn't. There wasn't more to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really made me love the game even more. So, yeah, that's my number four. Although I kind of have that interchangeable with my number three. So I was just baiting. but in the end, I had to go with my you know original favorite and say I am Setsuna was my number three uh, choice. Thank you, Cody. High fiving for you putting can't that see one in. That, Sorry, it's number I'm three and not number her. two, dude. But. Uh, if you guys get a chance to play it. It's, it's
0: funny that you say that because mine was number four and you're like, mine's, yeah, you're getting a between the two.
3: But, yeah, no, it was, uh, it's, it's a beautiful game. Um, I do have some problems with it, which is why it was not higher, but I love the fact that Square put the effort into combing their, their, their talent, bringing together a group of people who genuinely wanted to revitalize the Golden Age JRPGs, and create this game. It really did draw you back in with utilizing the uh, the graphics abilities of of new gen consoles. Uh, it's just it's a beautiful atmosphere. Again, gorgeous music. Uh, it's you just...
0: could put that game on any console. Yeah. Like, within the last like 10, 15 years, yeah. and it would it would have been fine. And the thing too is it's like it was so um, it was so concise in what it wanted to do. Yeah. And its, 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 its vision was, you could tell, like, right from the get-go that everyone was on board with what it was. Oh, I agree. Wanted. Yeah. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah I, I was just, I, I, like, I liked the story of how it de- was developed and the choices that they had to make to develop the game and then the, what, they, what they came up with. I don't think, I would like to see more from Tokyo RPG Factory because uh, I think this is, this is a great introductory it's not perfect though they have a lot they could build on from this initial project um and i i i really hope they keep going and making games from this so that's why it's my number three uh number two another game that hasn't been mentioned it was on our list though uh was uh severed that looked pretty cool which, oh yeah have you guys played that one it's really great um it it had very mixed reviews because it's, again it's a beta ga- beta mobile game and now it's I think it's on Android. It is. Or is it's it on it? Android. It's on and, Android.
4: I think, I think it's Android and iOS. Yeah.
3: Um, the fact that it utilizes the mechanics for like uh, actual mobile mechanics to their fullest extent like it wasn't just sitting there tapping or swiping you, it was everything and moving and it was uh, beautiful pictures amazing story very empowered story uh, and. What got me the most was the authenticity of the music. Like they were really, they they got a, an authentic uh, Filipino, uh, uh, I think. I'm correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, a- Aboriginal, uh, Indigenous music um, or- uh, orchestra that actually does that to do the music for it and make it approachable for a mainstream audience. Uh, that type of music is actually pretty hard to listen to at like na- at its natural state because it's it's so different from what we're used to, but doing that and incorporating that with the art design and the storyline uh, and the great mechanics that evolved over time and you really had to learn them to actually excel and beat the game. I loved it. So it's my number two. And number one, it was Final Fantasy, of course, because it's Final Fantasy. No, because it was really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really, I can't say much more than what we've already said about it. Um, loved. I, I love the fact that it was... It, it, really did revitalize the series, the franchise, with uh, the mechanics and uh, a fun battle system. Cause they do, this is the thing. Every game they've tried <laughs> a new system and it it always comes with these crazy mixed reviews for it. Um, but this one really clicked and really worked. And the nods that they had to every single Final mm. Fantasy game from 1 to 2.14 was... Phenomenal, and I love that they brought the questing system in from fourteen into that game. I thought Definitely. that was really cool. Uh, yeah, and again, yeah, the relationships were fantastic. Although uh, I'm going to kind of say in Final Fantasy VIII they dropped you into an already established oh, relationship my. with the main character and a couple of his characters. So uh, the fact that they know what they're doing when they did that, and I love that. Um, so they it, they it showed again they didn't you know stray from a formula. Mm-hmm. They they did a few times uh, since then, which is. It's, so it's refreshing for this generation of new players but again like there's i could go on and on about all the little nods that you see to every single game which were which i loved as a fan yeah it was just enough you know to to you know oh
1: hey mm-hmm. for me
3: to fan over <laughs> exactly like that <laughs> oh hey <laughs> um
1: <laughs> just enough of that i just um, imagine you saying that to yourself and- while you're sitting and playing
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> I I, I I literally, I literally did. <laughs> Quite a few times. <laughs> I'm just saying, that, oh, you! Oh, that's a cactuars! And I can change my chocobo's color! Uh, Yeah, that, that was a little bit... No, but, I, I mean, aside from that, uh, mechanically, technically, um, that was awesome. And that's my two cents.
4: Cool. Five cents. Uh, I'll go with mine now. Five cents. Five yeah, cents. damn it, Elias. <laughs> <laughs> old oh, okay. <laughs> How did I miss that? <laughs> so I'm going to start with my... Uh, uh, game that was at the bottom of my list, number five. I have Civ Six. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot okay. that one too. Yeah. I good really, I, they've done a really good job of reviving the Civ franchise because I played Civ Five since it came out, and I have all the expansions. I've been playing that game for years now, yes. and I was kind of worried that Civ Six would just be kind of a rehash of Five, but they managed to add enough new mechanics, change the game up enough that it felt like a new game. And I think that was a great part in the team at Firaxis, and I think they um, deserve credit for that one. Also, it's pretty. They've done a really good job of making it pretty. Um, number four, I have uh, Battlefield 1. That's a good game. Okay. Really? Yeah. I like the game. Eh. I finished it. It's good. I haven't played I'm it yet. indifferent. I've seen a little bit of it. Oh, yeah. No one else here seems to love it, but I... I like I the a whole lot. I have no opinion of it. I think they did a really good job. I think... It's an interesting war, even though there's no way any of those guns work (laughs) like that. Those guns would be jamming all the time. (laughs) But whatever. That's kind of cool, I guess. Um,
0: Oh, and their tasteful marketing.
4: Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was pretty bad.
0: That
4: was pretty bad. Um, Then I have uh, Dark Souls Mm -hmm. 3. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that game came out really early this year, so it's... Almost last year's game in a way it feels, uh, but I still love going back to the game. I still love the feeling of the Dark Souls franchise, and I think they really did do a good job of moving it over to the PS4 and like Xbox One and PC. It's gorgeous on those consoles. It's fun to play. It is hard as hell, and it really kind of is a conclusion to that storyline. They did a really a good
1: job with um, the callbacks too. I've um I pl- I played a decent bit of it. and yeah. My roommate played. I watched him play the whole thing. Um, and they did a really yeah, good yeah. job with callbacks to every single Souls game prior, including yeah. Bloodborne. Like, they even included some um, yeah, tweets from know. Bloodborne, which was one of my favorite games, uh, in that game. And so yeah. it felt like a really, not only a great conclusion, but a good encapsulation of what made all of those games great to begin with.
4: I agree. And it's good good to have the only one Souls game this year. Because last year we had we had numerous releases from that thing. We had, like, the PS4 version of Dark Souls 2. We had Bloodborne. What else we get? We didn't have something else.
1: That studio was busy. Yeah, that studio we was busy. We had all the busy, Dark Souls yeah. clones, uh, like Lords of the Fallen and Necropolis. Yes.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just so happy I wanted that to uh,
1: like Necropolis so bad. I did bad. too, but
4: roguelike and yeah. Dark Souls, not a good mix.
0: <sighs> no. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh,
4: so I really do think they did a good job mm. with Dark Souls 3. I don't think it's my be- the best game of this year, but it was definitely one I want to mention. Uh, I then the I have um, Deus Ex. No, no, sorry. I took Deus <laughs> off my left. D- Dishonored 2. I had Deus Ex on my list, then I took it off because I decided it was not up to my top five. Uh, Cyberpunk, Dishonored to Steampunk. Two. <laughs> hmm? Dishonored Cyberpunk on the yep. Steampunk. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think they did enough differentiating between the two characters in this game. I think they did, uh, they had characters that really kind of felt different, but the overall storyline went the exact same way. You play it as Emily, it goes one way. You play it as Corvo, it goes the exact same way, just with a few different dialogue options. Yeah, they were
3: just It just felt like a skin.
4: But that being said, I think it's nice they actually did have the two characters. I think it's nice they did push this story forward, but that being uh, then I want to know more about the universe. I want to know more about the outsider. I want to know more where all these characters come from. And it only dangles that stuff for you. You don't really know who these people are, why they're there beyond the surface level. And I think if I see a Dishonored 3, I want them to dig into the history. I want them to dig into who these characters are, why the Outsider exists, what's the universe beyond a corrupt universe, and kind of yeah, go I mean, beyond that. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. It's
1: a- oh, no, I mean, I was just going to no. say, I really think that the game would... I, I like Dishonored 2 a whole lot. It's in like my personal top ten, uh, right. but... I think the game would have just been stronger if you just had to play as Emily. I feel like the choice to play as Corvo was probably just some cynical focus testing. People liked this character. We should bring him back. I think it would have been like a bolder, riskier move to just have it be Emily. And if you could only play as like a female protagonist in a AAA game, like that's always something cool and different. And I really wish they just didn't have Corvo as an option at all.
4: I mean, I I played as Emily all the way through. I felt her powers were different. I felt... I felt it was interesting the fact that even though her power is more stealth based you could still be a giant oh, yeah. killing machine the entire well, that's, way through. That's that
0: think too is okay I haven't played much dishonored 2 yet but uh, dishonored the first one yeah. was one of my first game or first one of my favorite games from last generation. Yeah. Uh, Corvo isn't really a memorable no. character. No, he's
4: he's he's a blank no. slate. He doesn't do anything. He's hmm. just kind of oh,
0: there's he's been there. Betrayed. Okay, that's kind there of cool. is no uh, there should be no personal reason why people should be attached to him. No, um,
2: they do so, stuff with him in the comics. He, he's, yeah, but not he's in the game. Banner.
0: Yeah, but yeah, you, you also have to think like how many of those, how how big of the crossover is the comic reading fan base oh, and the people that buy the game? Not much at all exactly and I don't I don't know it does it does seem like uh, like you guys were saying that that seemed very focus groupy uh, where they just put him in there because people know who he is yeah yeah and that kind of goes in against what dishonored was about in the first place dishonored was such a big deal was because it came out in a time when all we were getting were sequels oh, and we yes. got this original title and people were like oh my god something fresh and exciting and then they kind of just went and did exactly what everyone else was doing when they first made dishonored. So.
4: I agree. That's why it's not my number 1. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> and then I got to go number 1 as Hitman. Yes. yes that's the game I've went back to the most times this year. That's the game that I've kind of stuck with the most this year. And that's the one I think that really kind of revived a franchise that nothing else on this list really did. Civilization 5 was still vibrant. The Hitman mm-hmm. franchise was kind of basically dead until they released this game. And every bit of hype around Hitman when it first was first coming out and when they first announced it was going Episodic. Everyone was like, "Oh, this is gonna be another bad Hitman game. We should just write it off right now." And then they come out with it, and everyone's like, "Yeah, no, this is what I want from Hitman. I can go back to this as many times as they release patches, uh, release new maps for it." And I think for that reason, it really does belong in our in like the one of the game we I um, game.
1: with with Hitman being so good, though. I think it's really time IO go back to its most beloved franchise, uh, Kanan Lynch. Uh, really waiting, really waiting yeah. for a new oh, Kanan yeah, Lynch. Need that. We need
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, Dog Days two, too,
0: right?
1: But no, yeah,
4: Hitman's great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so we get to the final Eight. voting. Yeah. We'll start yeah. with uh, Cody. We... Cody, oh do the first vote.
0: For first vote? Yeah. For Game of the Year.
4: Out of the top five.
0: Out of the top five? Not my personal top five? Not
4: your personal top five. The top five that is on that list? Well,
0: uh, this is actually pretty easy because my number one is also on the list. So, <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy Fifteen. Cool.
4: Lisa.
3: Y'all have my number ones on the list, too, so Final Fantasy 2 for Final Fantasy 15.
0: Okay, Lane. We're taking over.
2: I mean, I think i gotta got to push against this Final Fantasy nonsense Uh. and say Hitman. I'm going to
1: be the only one voting for Overwatch. (laughs) 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 I'm pushing for it.
4: Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go Hitman. So
0: we got a two-way tie which means me and Lisa versus Well just i your case.
4: Argue your case. Argue the case. And,
0: okay. Uh, why yeah, you, final fancy? You Fantasy? basically
4: argue it to Elias right now. Okay. Well okay, Elias, <laughs> you're going to be
0: the judge and we're going to present our cases <laughs> or you can, to you. you could
4: argue to everyone, but basically we need you need one more vote. We need one more vote. So. Okay.
3: I kind of right. feel like he's already on our side I though. Like, yeah. I like both those <laughs> so Elias,
1: go ahead and go argue.
3: Go ahead and argue. <laughs> I like I like
0: hearing <laughs> Um Okay, well I think if you're comparing the two uh, Final Fantasy offers more to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it gives you a cast of characters that you care more about. Um, it's prettier.
3: It's a pretty game. If we're going by the original criteria set out, uh, our game of the year should do something to move the franchise forward. Okay. This is absolutely the game yeah. to do that. I mean, Hitman did it to a point. This is the one. I mean, okay, aside from the cheesy... I don't like the opening screen that says for, what was it, for long... For, for long, new and old fans for alike. No, for um, old, old fans and newcomers yeah. alike or something like, like that. that. <laughs> it actually... I I thought it was so... I was like, oh, you don't need to say it, just show it. <laughs> um, the, the fact that it did it, because originally it was supposed to be a side story of Final Fantasy XIII, was, wasn't versus? it? It was supposed yep. to be, because it's, yeah... The fabulous and Nova
2: Crystallis.
3: Crystallis. But uh, the fact that they were able to, you know, I'm really glad they ditched that idea, made it its own entity of a game, and then really focused on um, exposing the world that they've created with it, with the anime, mm. with Kingslave, uh with all the demos that they released with it, with the Platinum demo and the, the demo before that. The, no, uh, what was that, that one called? What was that one called? The
1: episode Dusk Guy, which was really bad. Really, yeah. really bad. <laughs> it,
3: but, but we got a taste of the world, and the fact that they really spent for the first, i think this is one of the first times they've done it before they released the game instead of after, which is what they've done in yeah. the previous years by build uh, with previous titles by building that up. So that was a new and exciting thing. They took every lesson they did from every other game in the franchise, yeah. and they brought it to a place where it was accessible. Uh, it was beautiful. It really did bring back old fans into it. Yeah, um, I
0: feel like um there was a lot of uh distrust towards Square Enix regarding Final Fantasy after oh, uh, after 13.
3: No, not after probably. 13, dude. It was after 12. Was okay, really well good we can guy. go back to yeah, that. Yeah, I that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good li- game. <laughs> no. Hey, I liked 13 too. I really did. Uh
2: Thirteen
3: two was okay. Thirteen. Oh right, that was actually okay.
2: (laughs) But actually,
3: um, I kind of like that one.
0: But there's no denying that, like, uh, from from a from like the masses' point of view, uh, there wasn't a lot of people who really thought Final Fantasy was worth it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Well, because of all
3: the, it it strayed so much from the original formula that kicked everyone and and nostalgia. well this game
0: kind of strayed from the original formula too and it, but it did so in a way that was so satisfying
3: but this is the thing it didn't stray that far because it had so many nods to stuff that we loved of previous final fantasy games Cool. and That's so many true, things yeah. that we could look at and so many things that we could just really bring us back into it like uh it re- I, I haven't sat and played a game for hours on end in a really long time uh and that the fact that I wanted to for this game when I didn't think I did at the beginning. All right. Let's okay. uh, see
4: the case. Now, me. now are you hit? I'm going to throw it out there that Hitman, uh, this game revived a franchise. It showed what you could the proper way to do episodic gaming that really, I don't think many many companies have actually able to do and make it
2: hmm.
4: work. Like AAA yeah, game... the best
2: example. Of that. Yeah. It
4: it took t- took a game that was just a series of like sandboxes and made it so it was stretched over a, a, like a, seri- a full year. They put time into each one of those levels. They put effort into making sure each one of those levels had things to do even after you did the main goal, the elusive targets, the the people cuz like you had to go on that weekend, you had to make sure you got that target. If you missed it, it's gone. I think it was a great move on the part. Mm-hmm. And I love the and it was a gorgeous game. They really took and pushed the franchise as far as it could go. And utilize the hardware to the extent this mm-hmm. hardware could be used. Well, and, and they, I think
2: that's an important point to make is so, Final Fantasy XV is a great Final Fantasy game, and Hitman is a great Hitman game, but Hitman is also a great modern game. Mm-hmm. Hitman is using new technology and new hardware and using it to great effect. Spreading out one game over an entire year is something that sounds genius, oh, yeah. It sounds terrible. Oh, it
4: sounds like a horrible idea. But it's it like a money out, grab.
2: Yeah, it turned out phenomenal. Whether it's just the the small escalations or mm. stuff like the the icon that I had so much fun killing that same actor yeah over and over again. Um and the elusive targets are also really really amazing and something that you couldn't do before. It's it's modern gaming done right and it isn't just a simple cash in. And
4: that's kind of what what I think pushes it over the top here. I, I, I'm also going to throw it out there. The fact that the game doesn't handhold you. It gives you options of how you can mm-hmm. go do the game. But once you've done those options, you can just turn that all stuff off and just find new ways. Find crazy new ways to deal with these targets. think like the, the tutorial was, a, was fun. Yeah. Exactly. The tutorial with that weird like uh, boat made of uh, plywood. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I think that really does show how a, ga- a, a franchise can be revived and ha- can... Push the series mm-hmm. forward, and I think that was a great move on the part of. They, they, then again, each one of these titles is Square Enix titles, so Square Enix. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Either way. laughs>
3: yeah. uh, they're they're doing that that year. Uh, they're they're maintaining uh, Final Fantasy 15 and yeah, all their updates. So, which is a first, I think, for the series, other than with. Uh, I mean, in a non-sequel related uh, maintenance of the of the title. But I'm going to bring cool. up a
4: point here. They're they're adding more story content to this game, but they also were light on story content in this game. Um, yeah, that's true.
3: Uh, yeah. How, 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 how do you how do you think it was light on story uh-huh.
1: content?
4: I mean, there's like there's that uh, death of a certain character that you just kind of he's just dead now, whatever. Surprise.
1: Yeah, I, I think is that, that's is the that sloppy the early storytelling. death of the character that you're referring to?
4: Know the late death of the oh, character. Okay. So oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. I see. I, I can see how you could say that.
4: This. He just. He's dead now. Okay. That happened. Whatever. Get your thing. Move on. Don't worry about him anymore. But I mean, hmm. I think it can be argued
1: that that's sort of like the whole narrative style of Final Fantasy XV. Of there are a bunch like. The focus on the focus of Final Fantasy as a franchise has always been these cataclysmic events that happened. So you have Aerith dying, spoilers from like twenty years ago, mm. I guess. Uh, you have you have um, you have all the weird twists that were in Final Fantasy VIII, um, and I think in Final Fantasy XV you had character death and cataclysmic events occurring, but they weren't the focus. The focus was on the characters and their bond as they went through these things. And so, well, I think I could mm. see like. That that death not being handled with the gravity that some might expect it to, I think that's because the the core narrative wasn't the focus. The core characters within that narrative were the focus. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, it makes
3: no, sense. No, oh, totally but, it makes sense. Like yeah, because like in previous t- uh, titles, um, they never really did deal with anything with like the air, for example, the air at death. That was never ever treated as like something really. Huge in the game outside of like our personal feelings towards the yeah. characters that shit, she died Keep with my favorite ring anyway. on or whatever.
2: Like, <laughs> Let's yeah. <just> be honest, <laughs> oh. okay, yeah, all right, yeah, exactly. Make a point.
3: <laughs>
2: the best point, it's just
1: you, <laughs> but yeah, Lisa, you were saying,
3: but uh. Yeah, the fact that they – I, I totally agree with you, Elias. They, it's it's the folk – they realize that this is a thing that they've always done with their stories, and it's – they. what they're really good at is building character and building world, and they really focused on it this time, and I think it really worked for it. They didn't need a huge story that you lost track of, like, halfway through if you put it down for a few hours or right, a few right. days, right? I, I like I mean, that.
1: I think what I'm hearing I mean. is, like, from a modern design standpoint and a full capitalization on – modern, online, ongoing game um, design, Hitman is is a better yeah. choice because it capitalizes on a lot of pre-existing systems in a really meaningful way. And Final Fantasy, yeah, yeah. what's uh, up? Actually,
2: I, I'm going to do something a little sneaky here. I'm going to do something a little crazy, guys. And this, this is for you and me, Brendan.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh,
2: you might look at Hitman and say it doesn't have much of a story, but it has the same style of storytelling as a game called Overwatch which I heard you
1: might like oh
2: man where it's this massive environmental story that is told through little details and then Mm. here at the end guess what there was a story all along guess what there's a reason there are those two guys arguing in that other room because there's an escalation event for Mm. them it's these very natural stories that it's not trying to hammer home and you honestly could interact with as much as you want it doesn't throw anything in your face right um it's the same and it's the same as um obviously Overwatch. You were talking about Overwatch dead earlier. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I I didn't think about that.
4: And I think a hitman does have that emergent storytelling. Like, you can, as Lane said, you can kind of experience it. You can listen to people's talking. You can kind of read the little notes. You can hear the little things. And By doing those things, you learn the overarching story. But you don't really care. You're an assassin. You don't really care what you're doing. You're like, I'm hired to kill this guy. I'm going to kill this guy. I mean, and and I think... um, it's actually
1: precisely because of that that I like Final Fantasy XV better because, because, Hitman, <laughs> because oh. Hitman, as innovative as it is, and its presentation of its gameplay, the episodic thing, which they're going to continue to do with uh, that remake of Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Uh, I liked Final Fantasy. 15 specifically because the characters were not empty vessels for you to control, they were actually really fully fleshed out. Like Noctis yeah. made really, really bad decisions sometimes. Um, <laughs> he made very yes. bad decisions, and all the characters did. Like the whole thing, not to spoil much, but the whole tension between him and Gladiolus late game was like, Wow, both of you guys yeah, are kind of being dumb, that. but. I liked that because it made it compelling for me to watch the story unfold. I felt like the characters weren't just roles right. for me to slip into. They were characters for me to watch interact with each other, which I found to be infinitely more compelling. And that sense, it was less of like an empowerment thing and more of a I'm watching a really good fantasy soap opera unfold. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It was the first Final Fantasy that actually motivated me to care about their motivations for anything yes, they absolutely. did. absolutely.
1: Which... Like I, I re- cared about my Prompto one wanted to take all those stupid selfies.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually related. To, I related I to that. Prompto
1: the most because I also take too many stupid selfies like every day.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: I was I was looking uh, flipping through the uh, the Facebook here and I was uh, thinking that you and Brendan are in selfie competition. I I think there's a a head to head for selfie who can have of the, the most. Year, 2016.
1: No. <laughs> um, I don't know. Hearing hearing both y'all both. You groups cases for games. Um, <laughs> it's really hard, uh, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna push it over the edge and side with Cody and Lisa. I think Final Fantasy. I think Final Fantasy 15. Um, that game really spoke a lot to me on a personal level. It. I got lost in it. I got engrossed in it. Um, I'm gonna k- replay the whole thing again this week um, with the new game plus stuff. They patched in. Um, as a long time mm-hmm. series, what really as a long time series fan. I think that – I mean, I'm also a longtime series fan of Hitman. So looking at both these franchises that I care about a lot, Hitman delivered a very, very tightly polished reiteration of things that I already liked about those games, right? Final Fantasy did a very good job of having enough fan service for me to go like, oh, man, I recognize the thing you're doing, while at the same time embracing a lot of modern JRPG and WRPG design choices – to make a game that appealed mm. to all sorts of audiences. Furthermore, the whole blend of open world and linear storytelling they did by splitting the game down the middle gave every audience mm. what they would want. For, like, If you want to explore and get lost in the world, you could. If you want to just plow through the story in 20 hours, which is what I had to do for review, uh, <laughs> you could do that too. Um, <laughs> and I really appreciated that. I think Final Fantasy 15 solved a lot of modern JRPG problems by being accessible to a wider audience while still not losing any depth. And so, that's why I'd have to side mm. with Cody and Lisa. I think that that would be, if, if uh. Overwatch is off the table, then Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> would be my personal choice. And
3: it's Fair the choice. right
4: choice. But, <laughs> but both are excellent awesome games. By
3: say- yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Was, there, are no know, lo- I-
4: there are no losers on this list. All these games absolutely. you should definitely be
3: playing. It was a very tough a year, year, to year to choose, honestly. Mm-hmm. And next year's going to be better, I think.
1: Yeah. I, I know
3: yeah. I'm very excited about quite a few games next yeah. year. Oh, very excited. Near oh, Automata. Yeah, that demo just came oh, out so today. Does. I'm going to play that. Oh, oh my God, See play it, it.
0: play it, play it. For me, so good. 2016 was was one of my favorite years Absolutely. in recent memory.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, it. I really uh, like that we're looking at these two games, and they're both games that could have been really, like, just terrible. Like yeah. the online yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sounded real bad. Um, taking an annoying tr- road trip with a bunch of kids in Final Fantasy XV could have could. been really bad. <laughs> so they're... They
0: oh, well, also yeah. factor in the fact that it had like a decade-and-a-half-long uh, development cycle. Yeah. Well, Not decade-and-a-half, yeah. mm-hmm. I guess a decade-long development cycle. And you look at another game like uh, The Last Guardian.
1: Yeah. That's a good game, Cody. Uh, yeah. And
0: how that turned out you're compared saying. to... <laughs> Just your, your
1: wrong project. <laughs> <objectively.
2: laughs> <laughs> wait isn't it just nintendo oh. 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 Oh.
0: oh i just um you you look at like a game uh, there's a very good chance that that final fantasy 15 could have ended up like sure. that where Next it February. was a last gen game stuck in the current generation yeah. um and and it managed to to work itself out pretty nicely yeah but yep. i just I, i'm just really happy with um it was a really good year for JRPGs. Yeah. Yes, it was yes. such a
3: good year for JRPGs.
0: <laughs> uh, that's that's probably gonna be my takeaway. Is just as, as a JRPG fan and as a Square Enix fan, uh, there's no way anyone could be disappointed with uh, no. with 2016. I
1: feel like every I've, genre this year got really good marquee games. Like I'm a big shooter fan. There are a lot of good shooters this year in every genre. Um, I'm a really big JRPG fan, as Cody said. So many good JRPGs. The new Shin Megami Tensei game for the 3DS this year was fantastic. Oh Oh, my god.
0: That was actually the whole point of that sentence was so I could talk about Shin Megami Tensei Apocalypse.
1: There There were so many great games and practically every genre this year so that everyone, regardless of skill level or interest, could find something on any platform and play it. And I think that those are the best years where everybody
2: has something to play. And a lot of them took some chances. And uh, a lot of them were kind of out there. Uh, that really made me happy as well. Even if it is the Square Enix show right now, uh, there, there's been a lot of really good indie games. There's been a lot of really good weird mm-hmm. games.
4: No, it, it's it's been an amazing year if you're just into gaming now you pick the best gaming. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so many great revitalizations of franchises yeah. guys we didn't even talk about shadow warriors 2 oh oh, shadow oh my God. 2 is so good yeah
4: yeah i like it, it so great than Doom.
3: and we did it, it...
4: yeah yeah i can see that yeah same that. it's yeah. like what james forever, yeah. okay, so, <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> forever should have been yeah it definitely is what Dookum forever should have been so what we decided: is it Final Fantasy 15 yes. as the game of the year? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's my choice yeah, for Final sure. Yeah, Final
0: Fantasy 15,
4: with Hitman and runner-up. With the Hitman, yes. and with a very okay, yeah. close
0: second, Hitman.
4: So but really, the that. players
3: are yeah. the winners. Yes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I'm good with that list. I mean, I, I'd prefer Hitman winning. Obviously. Yeah. But I can I can be all happy right. with this list. I mean,
0: I feel like it's one of those situations where if you change up the, like, who's on the podcast, yeah. that could yeah. that could change.
4: Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It, so it
0: we're re-recording. Rick- so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll,
4: we'll be good. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. Let's give all our social media and all that junk so you can... Uh, Enjoy your holidays and follow us on Twitter as we tweet all our holiday joys. Unquote, all right,
0: yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to everyone. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash gaming magazine. You can also check us out on Twitter at cgmagonline.com or cgmagonline.com at cgmagonline. You, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm. Lisa.
4: You can follow me at Lisa Awesome. Brendan. You can follow me at bfry26. Lane. You can follow me at at fritz vault you can follow and me Elias. at the fried critic awesome we
0: all tweet stuff and yeah. it's funny uh, like you, half the time yeah sometimes we like to tweet yeah. yeah yeah I mean for me I think I go for a solid like 30% yeah. if, if I can entertain
4: yeah. I think mine's a lot of <laughs> Political rants, and then sometimes Same. a tweet about games. Same.
0: Yeah, my thing is like I like to tweet at people mm. uh, that I feel need to be taken down a notch.
3: Okay, I don't tweet go. that much, but when I do, it's pure gold. <laughs>
1: I can attest to that.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, check out SiegeMagOnline for reviews for all of these games we talked about. We also today. will
4: be having videos of our top. Uh, we'll have five videos for people in this podcast for their top five games of the oh, that's year. That's thing we're doing. That's cool. But oh, alright, okay. I'm down.
1: It, 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 I have it, to be it, on a video? You don't you don't need to
4: record anything. You guys just need you just have your list and we'll do a video for okay. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. yeah. so don't need to worry about it. Don't need to worry about it. Okay, it, yeah. It, it it'll be going up next Red. starting next week.
0: Okay, cool. cool. Um and about. right now we have our like year in review yep. uh articles going up, so uh check those out. We've got uh, best in you know vr and best in hardware, hardware. Uh, hardware.
1: VR, what reviews do we have VR. coming up in the pipeline that's going to go up in the next few days so people can read shantae should oh. be going up soon right
4: yeah, yeah that should be up soon uh you did uh, genie yeah, yeah, yeah. that
1: thing, was really right? good so you can look at you can uh, look out for that in the next week or so
4: yeah it should be going up probably either tomorrow today right, or cool. early next week
0: Sweet. and
4: thank you for listening
0: Oh, uh, there's stuff, there's
4: oh, there's more stuff. More yeah. stuff.
0: Well, we th- we have this like magazine oh, right. yeah. thing oh, right. that we we, <laughs> we, we, <did. laughs> that we yeah. make sometimes. Yeah. If you guys read that, we're on. Uh, if you want a digital copy, we're on Pocket Mags, Magster, iTunes, and Google Play. Mm-hmm. And if you want a physical copy, you can get you can it get it at, at, at Chapters Indigo, Chapters Indigo,
4: uh, Book City, Multi Pages, along with lots of independent. Stores around the country and in select libraries in the US and Canada.
0: Well, can they go to cgmegaonline.com And they can
4: go to cgmegonline.com uh, and buy it there
3: too.
0: Wow, that sounds convenient. I know, we, uh, it is uh, so we convenient. T-shirts? <laughs> and we'll we t shirts. <laughs> oh, oh, we
1: sell
4: t shirts.
3: We
1: t shirts.
0: Oh, you guys need to see our like super heavy metal t shirts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone uh, needs a t
4: shirt.
0: We yeah, are the, the metalist yeah, game magazine. Yeah,
4: the medalist. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you again next next year. year. Yeah. Right. yeah,
3: next year. See
0: y'all next year.